So when we talk about executives' lives within the company, they are protected by the chief information security officer, by the controls that the company has. Yet in their personal lives, as many as four in 10 executives, like 39% have some type of compromise. Welcome to the Rain Insights Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. Every day, companies are under attack, cyber attack. At the office, there are protections in place through the work of information security teams. But what happens when an executive leaves the office? In their personal lives and on their personal devices, executives are wide open to phishing attacks, malware, credential theft, and reputational attacks. That's where the Rain Network company Black Cloak steps in. Black Cloak is a concierge cybersecurity and privacy platform for high-profile or high-net-worth individuals and corporate executives in their personal lives. What does this mean? Well, here to tell us more about the importance and urgency of cybersecurity and privacy beyond the office is Dr. Chris Pearson, the founder and CEO of Black Cloak. Hey, Emily. Great to be here. Nice to have you here, Chris. Um, Absolutely. Let me just give our audience a quick update on on your experience. You've been on the front lines of cybersecurity and fighting cybercrime for more than two decades. You're with DHS, serving as a special government employee on their cybersecurity and privacy commissions. You've also been in roles in privacy and law. Have you ever found that these three roles are in conflict with each other? Uh, really, no. Um, you know, actually, the conflict usually comes from some type of perhaps misalignment in terms of people or funding or resources. Uh, but overall, they're not right in conflict with one another. Whether you have a uh, the need to protect corporate information under a cybersecurity program so that it does not have a breach, or whether that information might be personally identifiable information or be information that you don't want to get out because of contractual or customer protections, right? More of a privacy-minded uh, uh, view. Or you just want to make sure that you don't have to deal with regulators and lawsuits and class action suits and all the rest from a legal perspective. Still, at the end of the day, everyone is totally aligned on, hey, let's let's say what we do. Let's do what we say as it relates to protecting and securing corporate information, customer information, shareholder information. And let's make sure that we have the right controls in place, the right education, the right training. Let's make sure that we remain cognizant of the state and federal and global privacy and data protection laws that are out there. And let's go ahead and make sure that we're able to at least provide some type of risk mitigation, right, as a part of a CISO's responsibilities. So I find that all of them are really aligned in terms of the same mission and they have the same values. How they go about it is a little bit different, but all aligned to that same purpose. I was reading your research on the state of personal cybersecurity. You report that as many as four in 10 executive homes have been hacked. What does that look like? Yeah, so when we talk about executives' lives within the company, they are protected by the chief information security officer, by the controls that the company has, yet in their personal lives, as many as four in 10 executives, like 39%, they have some type of compromise. That really means one of three things. One, their home cameras are wide open. And so these are high-end uh, home automation installed types of cameras that they are visible, that they are online, that someone is able to either view them remotely, gain access to, access to them, 
or they're unpatched and someone is able to use them as a way to pivot into the rest of the devices that are at the home, which of course is going to include corporate laptop and other things. Hmm. Or that home automation is wide open. That could be the router, but more so for executives, it's it's their home automation systems, such as Crestron or Savant or Control 4 or Lutron systems. And it's not the systems themselves that are at issue. It's how they've been implemented or installed. Yes, everything needs to be patched, but we're talking about default passwords, default credentials, things that are misconfigured, not set up correctly that allow you full access. Or the third statistic that rolls into that overarching 4 and 10 is that a personal device is actually compromised. So that means the cell phone, tablet, or computer, at least one device inside the home is compromised. So four out of 10, that's just mind boggling, right? If you have 20 executives, 20 executives and 10 board members, it means 12 persons, 12 executives from the company are actually have a, a hole in their network defense as it relates to their personal life that could come back to bite the company in the rear. Well, I imagine that some of those things are the same for ordinary employees and ordinary people. I mean, talk to me about the top three things that our audience can do to increase their personal cybersecurity. Yeah, so really the three things kind of uh, uh, correlate to where can we get the greatest risk reduction and what can we go ahead and take care of that's going to provide the best value, the best benefit back to them. I think the first one would be Let's reduce the attack surface. Let's reduce the amount of personal information that is out there that would allow a scam or a hack or a compromise to happen. And what that means is you remove data broker information about you, about your executives, from being online. So that's information that's out there, including where they live, their phone numbers, their parents' information, their wife, spouse, husband, kids' information. Uh, If you remove that information, you're creating a hardened target, much harder to hack them, much harder to scam them. The second thing would be, let's protect the home. These people have very busy personal lives, internet protocol addresses, the IP address. Once you have that IP address, which is known to every single website you browse, once once that IP address is out there, somebody can use that to scan your home and try to find a weakness. Let's go ahead and make sure that your home, your cameras, your router, your home automation, everything is secure. And and so to do that, that means you have to have your home scanned, penetration tested. And then third, protect every endpoint. That means protect your phone, protect your tablet, protect your computer. Every single personal endpoint being protected, not with consumer uh, protections, but with advanced enterprise-grade cybersecurity solutions so that, once again, the bad guys, cyber criminals, are not able to get in through the back door. In your research, you talk about specifically the risks to the company that comes from executives' personal lives. Can you talk a little bit about those risks? Well, sure. I mean, you know, one of the biggest things is that uh, folks that are executives and a part of executive teams, that could be board members, it could be ELT teams, SLT teams, or the C-suite itself, everyone's working really hard. And as a part of that, documents, information gets sent over from the work account to the personal account. It just does. It's a fact of life that have to, uh, that CISOs have to deal with. And so one of the biggest risks is the loss of intellectual property or corporate documents or corporate secrets from that information being in personal email on personal devices. So that's first. Wow. That's, Second, that's crazy to think about, oh. isn't it? Well, it is. But I mean, it's it, but people are rushed. People are moving around, you know, instead of 
instead of having somebody go ahead and install a new printer on your work lap on your work laptop so that you can print something at home because you happen to be for the past year at home more, it's just easier to forward it to your personal email account, open it up on your personal computer and print it from the printer that's connected, right? Right. You get business done much quicker. But now it's on that email. Is that email protected? Is that email wide open? So really, right, first, one of the biggest risks, loss of intellectual property. The second one is the ability to hack back into the company. So if you have weaknesses in your home network, if you have viruses on other home devices, and you bring your corporate device or have it home at home, that could allow that network to be compromised, which cause, could cause some type of a hack back into the company, where it actually directly impacts the company servers or company equipment. Third, financial risk. Uh, having an employment fraud, having other types of claims happen against the executive team or board members and impact them will reduce in A, a loss of their time being focused on the company, and B, uh, the chief information security officer having to try to solve things that are affecting the personal life of the CEO or CFO and not focusing in on protecting the company. And then fourth, I mean, this one is, it, it's amazing, the reputational risk. This is just something that once it's gone, you can never get it back. Maybe there was a picture that shouldn't be taken. Maybe there was a text or a tweet that shouldn't have been said. Maybe there's just personal stuff that's nobody's darn business. But those items are reputational risk items that attach to the executive, and the executive is inextricably tied to the company. It is what it is. So those are the biggest risks we see. Yeah. And those are those are f- sort of frightening that they're so obvious, and yet they're so present. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing is new about these risks. What is new is the fact that this is the other 50% of the day, and it's risks that are not currently being covered. They're not currently being addressed. They just simply exist Mm -hmm. and no one's doing anything about them. But yet Mm. they can come back to haunt the company. They can come back to cause a direct impact to the company. Well, yeah, chief information security officers, they are savvy folks. They have the tools and the teams to defend their executives at work, as you pointed out. What can they and can they not do uh, to protect executives in their own personal lives? Great question. You know, as it relates to CISOs, um, they are able to protect the 50% of the day that they're accountable for, the executives, the work devices, servers, computers, work email, all the rest. You can't protect personal devices or family members uh, or husbands, wives, spouses, significant others, right? Those persons are not members. They're not employees of the company. The personal life is their personal life. Um, scanning their home, scanning personal email addresses, even on the dark web, you, you know, what that'd be the easiest example. Well, if that's involved in a breach for, uh, you know, the, the, the pink party or the purple party, uh, that could disclose information about that executive that really, quite honestly, is not any of the information security officer's uh, business, not the company's business in terms of what it's related to. This is really the personal realm. It's kind of the same way as healthcare, right? The company makes sure that the executive team has their concierge physician, their executive physicals, but they just make it, they just get it um, going. They just help make it happen as opposed to actually doing it themselves. They work with the Mayo Clinic or others on actually doing that. And that's the same thing here is that line between personal and corporate life. Yet we all know what happens there in their personal life can come back to haunt the company. 
So how does Black Cloak help? Well, I mean, you know, the fundamental underpinning of Black Cloak is the CISO keeps on paying attention to the 50% of the day, the four walls of the company, the executive, the rest of the company in terms of their corporate devices, servers, emails, all the rest of the things that they are doing each and every day to go ahead and protect the company. We align as a, as a helper, as a guide to help the CISO as it relates to digital executive protection. We help them on the devices side by securing the personal devices of the executives, by going ahead and reducing the privacy footprint of executives in their personal lives, by going ahead and scanning their homes and making sure that they are safe and secure and not going to lead to a corporate breach, and really acting as the concierge, acting as that bespoke white glove service uh, to them, kind of like uh, kind of like Apple's Genius Bar, so to speak, whereby we are able to go ahead and interface with that executive and their family in their personal life to answer their questions. Is this a phishing email that came into my account? I got a scam phone call from someone who said they're Microsoft and they just want me to go to a, a website. Do I type this into my computer? Um, those types of things. We are there to actually help guide them and therefore help guide the CISO in their realm to go ahead and protect the executive. What's really interesting is that you combine not just digital security, but you are uh, a personal touch as well. Oh, it has to be. I mean, when you talk about when you talk about the executive team, the board, the ELT, SLT team, when you talk about them or their families, uh, it has to be white glove. It has to be something that is implemented through a unique comprehensive platform but it has to actually have the people beneath the service that's really one of the most important things is the people and the team backing the product beneath the surface to answer any of their questions to continually do education and training to assist them in any way they can because as we all know technology changes every single day and you have to have a team there to back them up Dr. Chris Pearson is the founder and CEO of Black Cloak, a concierge cybersecurity and privacy platform for high-profile or high-net-worth individuals and corporate executives in their personal lives. Chris, thank you so much for that very helpful information. Not a problem. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. There's more information about Black Cloak at RainNetwork.com. Individuals and organizations turn to RAIN for risk intelligence that cuts through the hype to focus on what they need to know, what to expect, and what to do. If you like what you heard today and would like to learn more, visit RAINNetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E-Network.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thank you for listening. Thank you.